don't to you say you're insane? Oh, oh, you are insane. I mean, hi. I'll say it. What you got in your pipe there? You better light it. This is... We can't start this. This is Blackberry. Where's Here's your a Foo Fighter's you. license. I mean, lighter. You can oh. have a license to fight your Foo. Nice oh. black raspberry going there. Black raspberry. Smells good. It does smell good. How you doing tonight, Boot? I'm doing really well. How many times have we... Re <laughs> How many times have we recorded this episode? Uh, once before this. One times a hundred. Hmm. We've had issues. They've been minor issues, but we want to put out just, you know, the finest. The quality has to be there. Yep. And the quality still is not there. But you know what I'm saying? It's it, better than what it was. Audio-wise. So here we are, your so your highness, Mr. Boot. What are we listening to tonight? Well, we're listening to Michigan Murders and Music. Where we talk about murder all across Michigan, and we leave you with a happy ending. And, and on a good on note. On a good note. Mm -hmm. We have a few new listener hollas. Let's hear it. Hey, hey, Jane Lorraine. Jane Lorraine. I love that name. Jane Lorraine's been listening on her commutes home from work. We pray she doesn't go to hell for it. Yep. Thank you, Jane, for listening. We also have a Grand Rapidian listener from... Beer City itself, Chris F. Chris F. He's been listening, and he gave us a shout-out through our Facebook. Is his name spelled E-F-F? -F? It is. Like, F Chris off. F. Yep, just Chris oh. F off. We can't give last names here. That wouldn't be right. Where can we find our uh, our stuff our in, online? Our information. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. You can Gmail us uh, any kind of input at michiganmurdersmusic.com or I lied, that's our website. Michigan you Murders Michigan Murders Music at gmail.com. Exactly. But our website is michiganmurdersmusic.com. Just, Just look for in. us. Find us. Braid yeah. us. Do all the things. We'd greatly appreciate it. So we have an explicit content warning. What? Apparently, uh, Her Highness says some naughty words. What even means? Uh, okay. What What uh, is naughty word these days? Yeah. Anyways. So you really don't know. You don't. Is it four letters or is it five letters? Uh, typically four letters. Okay. And apparently, Her Highness likes to use every one of them at her disposal at some point or another. I can't help it. And if you find your kid in the bathroom huffing model glue or your fingernail polish remover, or your fingernail polish for that matter, it is not our fault. It's because you let your kid... No. Uh, Jane Lorraine, if you have a child in the backseat of your vehicle right now, better not let that kid listen to this. Do not call her out because... Jane's kid kids are far older that. than that, so I hope... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope she didn't have a baby all of a sudden on her. Yeah. Explicit content. Where are we going yep. to tonight? So tonight we're going to Gross Point, Michigan, and... Your Highness, can you hold up your right hand? We will point to where girls. This is the thing. At. If you hold up your right hand, do you put your palms out? Yes. So it like would Michigan. be my left hand. Uh, that's if, if you're, you're putting at your the back, palms look, this out. Is your right hand, right? Yeah. Okay, that's Michigan. Yeah. And 
right here no, at the crookiest thumb. No, because the thumb is wrong. Michigan looks like this. You're retarded. You're retarded. Are you really for real? Look, if I put, look at this. You're showing someone. I'm showing someone, and I'm my palms are out, God damn it. straight out. It's your left palm because Michigan's thumb is like this. If you're showing someone and they're they're with you on this so side, the then it'd be this, this one. Is your hand. Oh my God! Just get to the story. Go. Get. I'm trying to tell people how to find gross points. I just did 18 different ways. <laughs> I've been drinking. I, I want to put a, a fucking you can't rag in your throat. You can't say that online. <laughs> Get back to your story. I know we've had audio issues. We've told the story 18 times to each other already, but right. God damn it, we're going to do it again. So let's let's explain to people how to find Gross Point. No, it's in the crook of, it's north of Detroit. <laughs> Go on Google and MapQuest that. MapQuest and Google are totally different things. Just whatever. Find Girls Point. It's north of Detroit. <laughs> what happens in Girls Point now that we got through all that rambling? Fuck. <gasps> Explicit content warning. Whoop, 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 whoop. Alan, a prominent psychologist, is married to his 18-year-old wife, Jan. So Alan was 36 when he married Jan. Uh, that's a 18-year-old difference. You? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. No He's, offense to any of you, but quite personally, I think that's disgusting. I'd have a hard time. You know, if if, if I were Jan's dad, oh, I'd be like, I'm gonna mm -hmm. whoop your ass every family gathering we can get. Yeah, it, it's just. It's weird. I mean, Alan and Jan's dad could be bowling buddies, you know. Right. Whatever. Same age. Uh -huh. Alan is working at the Fisher Building. Let's talk a little bit about the Fisher Building. The Fisher Building is fantastic. Okay. It's in uh, in Detroit. It's, it's a 30-story building. It was built in 1928. It was the Art Deco style. It's one of the major place. works of architect Albert Kahn. Yeah. Uh, it was limestone and granite. And marble. Yep, yep. So the Fisher family financed it with proceeds from the sale of Fisher Body to General Motors. We all know And it Fisher was designated Body. to house, office, and retail space. Fisher Body is personal to me and probably a lot of Grand Rapidians because while General Motors bought Fisher Body, they kept the name. So there was a Fisher Body plant on Alpine in Grand Rapids, and my mom worked there, and, and tons of other people's parents worked oh, there. Oh, yeah, it was a, it, it's a big thing around here. It's pretty cool, and mm -hmm. it's a gorgeous building. If you can ever go see it, go see it. It's actually a national landmark now. It was designed to, to house offices and retail space. and Which is where he had his psychology office. Mm -hmm. And the Detroit Public Schools have their offices there. Now? Uh -huh. During the time that Alan is with Jan, he helps her become a psychologist. Which took a lot of schooling. It did. And mm -hmm. it was also said that Alan was a little bit eccentric, like a slob as far as dressing goes, and that he 
rarely watched television and he dismissed celebrities, but he couldn't wait for his People magazine to come that every week. That is so weird to me. I, why would you be obsessed with People magazine and look forward to it if you're dismissing celebrities? The only people that's I know. That's what it's all about, it's People com- magazine. Yeah, yeah. Guys don't normally read People magazine. I'm sorry, I'm going to call it out. My gay friends read People magazine, but other than that, I've never known a guy to get into People magazine. It's just weird. My he gay appeared... friends read GQ. Well, they sh- they're just for the articles, not of course. for the pictures. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. He also appeared to live a very settled and somewhat structured OCD lifestyle. So I think he put on this, you know thing, but he was really this other thing. Oh, he was faking it. He, he was, was two things at life. once. Yeah. About ten years into the marriage, both Jan and Alan are now psychologists, and Jan's starting to feel more distant from him. Something's weird. He's canceling lunch dates and acting aloof. You know, you can tell when your husband's not there. Yep. She confronts him. And, of course, he lies. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing wrong, baby. No, Mm -hmm. nothing's wrong at all. So their marriage starts breaking apart. A little bit. Yep. At this time, Jan doesn't realize this, but he's out cruising (laughs) Cass Corridor. Picking up little ladies. Little ladies. Brunette ladies, specifically. He had a type. A very specific Mm -hmm. type. Brunette, long hair, young. Yep. In Along Comes Dawn. Oh, Dawn. Troubled childhood. She had an alcoholic father, and she was also an alcoholic. Yeah, she started drinking and smoking pot in middle school. Yeah. God damn those kids. By her junior year, she had left her family to live with uh, her abusive and petty criminal and well-known full-blown drug addict boyfriend Don. Don. So mm-hmm. Don and Don, if you live in Ohio, that can be very confusing because they're like Don, 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 Don. Mm-hmm. They moved to Cass Corridor. Tell us about Cass Corridor in the 80s. So in the 80s, the Cass Corridor was riddled with drug addicts, prostitutes, and crime of any imaginable type. Exactly. Kind of where you went if you were okay. People hit you rock have nothing bottom, to live for, but there's no place to live, and right. there you go. Yeah, you know, which is weird because what I know Michigan winters. I don't get it. Summertime, we have a that's lot fine. Of I mean, people you, you here can, too. Yeah, you can love life like there's no tomorrow, but as soon as it gets cold, you should head your ass no to Florida. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Dawn finally decides she's gonna leave Don. For a much older and much better man, John oh. Lucky Fry. Yep. See a theme here? Mm-hmm. Age, vulnerability. Yep. So, apparently they turned to heroin. Why wouldn't you? He got that. Uh, apparently, yeah. And so to support their start, habit. She starts turning tricks. Yeah. You yeah. know my bitch here, right? Because we've already discussed this. My bitches, why can't John go out and start turning tricks? Why yeah. does she have to do it? Yeah, he has a... It's, both of them have a drug habit. He, he can orifice. suck a dick, too, yeah. can he? he yep. I'm just mm-hmm. saying... Orifices for everyone. Whatever. Ears 
I don't know. Just do what you got to do. Don't make her do all the work. This is when Don does meet Alan. Uh, Alan yeah, becomes... Alan, he gets a crush on her. Totally gets mm -hmm. a... He, he starts paying some really good money. Basically, like, I'm going to pay you off to... Better just to hang out. Just to hang out with me, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes to a point where he starts paying off Dawn and Fry for her, her time. Yep. So, you know, they're kind of working it a little bit, but he also knows what he's doing. He really likes her, and he's like, here, let me have more time with her. So he buys her a car. Bought her a goddamn car. Look, I don't know what kind Dude, of car. I know, I want her to. I want to know. Was it a, a hoopty? A little... I have no... A, a Dodge Chevy Shove It? <laughs> a Horizon? We're back in the 80s. Yeah. I have no idea. He also bought him a house in the south side of Detroit. So he bought his bitch a house. And his bitch and her pimp slash oh, boyfriend. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm sure it was a very crappy neighborhood. <laughs> It might have been, but the point is, you gotta like, keep them down, you know. Keep you, wanting. Yeah, he and she claims that he didn't even. It wasn't really sexual. He just wanted time with her. Just weird to she me. She must have been really pretty. Of course. I doubt it. Yeah. Not that pretty. So Dawn used Alan's credit card to furnish their home, and it was spent set about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes. To furnish. Their little Southside <laughs> Detroit home. He gave Fantastic. it to him, you know, and it, you know. Sorry, Alan, but for reals, that's just stupid. Yeah. That's there's no con involved here on the part of Fry and Dawn. No, and and apparently he had. It's a two-way con. Expendable cash. He apparently, yeah, around. Okay. He was living this double life, so of course. He was telling Don and Fry that he was an MD at a local ER mm -hmm. in Detroit. At one point, Don was booting up, and one of her little pockmarks got infected. So she had to go to the ER, and he led the way for her to get in quickly. While there, good old codependent style, he brings in some drugs. Oh, he put them right into her... IV line. Just booted her Gun. up right there. Yep. Without, oh my God. No, because she was so horribly addicted anyway, you know. Ridiculous. So we've established that Alan is a prominent money man. His wife does not know anything about his second life. It's kind of common. I'm not going to lie. I, You know me. I hear, I listen to 862 different murder podcasts and. Yeah. No. You, All these people live the second life. I don't understand it. But he, he bought a house for two heroin junkies? He bought a house for them? How could she not have any idea? She'd have to be, like, totally clueless. She just didn't have a point. A few months before the murder, Alan had actually had a psychotic breakdown. And I'm going to say it's possibly because he was living two lives. Oh, I couldn't do it, man. I, I'd lose my mind. I, on top of that, to work. he's a psychologist, and so his work exactly. is listening to other people's <laughs> shit. And then he's leading this double shit life. Yeah. I can see why he might have been hospital, 
hospitalized, hospitalized. Oh, yeah. I, I for can, six weeks. I totally can see how he loses his mind. And that's kind of when Jan's suspicions were backed up because she cleaned his office and yep. noticed some bills had not been paid and such. Yep, and, and, and apparently while she was taking him to the hospital, he was mumbling things like, I've been bad. and Cat cord or... <laughs> And did I stand tall? Which was something his mother always said. Did you stand tall? Yeah. So we're not sure if it, if the psychotic break came sometime around the time she confronted him. And she kind of confronted him more on the bill side. But, you know, who knows? We're going to jump forward to July 13, 1985. Mm-hmm. Alan's at work. He's on his way home. He picks up the old landline. <laughs> Because we didn't have cell phones back then. We had pagers. They had pagers because they were psychologists. Oh, they were fancy. Yeah. So he calls Jan, does the old, hey, honey, I'm on my way home. The weather is beautiful because it's July in Michigan and it's always beautiful. And I will be home around 6 o'clock. And Jan (laughs) says, great, be safe. I'll see you then. Right. He never comes home. No. And despite the fact that he's living a double life, it's not Jan's fault. So he was gone for an entire week, just missing an action. Yeah, she called pretty much that night or the next morning. I think she called the cop and did all of the appropriate things. If your husband says he's coming home at 6 o'clock and doesn't show up. This is when John Fry and Dawn go on their drug rampage. Mm. I'm going after the sugar daddy kill. It's crazy stuff. I'm thinking Dawn's getting ready to hang out with Alan for the night. The three of them are doing drugs together. Dawn gets sick, so she goes into the bathroom and is throwing up. Yeah, she comes out and sees the two men are fighting over money. When Fry hits Alan... She runs from the house. What does he hit Alan with, Boo? Or he hits him with a Louisville Louisville slugger, baseball bat. Yeah. So she runs out of the house for a couple minutes. I don't know. Freaks out. Comes back in and is freaking out. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. He seemed to be dead. So she no, she takes. Yeah, she She finds a stethoscope. (laughs) In his house somewhere, probably in the yeah, bathroom we'll, where she was throwing up. We'll have one right next I, to the I have the, one the on Q-tips. as we speak. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, I mean, do. I just need to check if I'm dead or not. She's freaking out. I don't know if he's alive. I don't know if he's dead. What should I do? And so I, Fry, <laughs> Fry tells her to go make some money. <laughs> and go, she does. Yeah. She busts out the front ass. door and goes to turn a couple tricks. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, if you told me to go make some money, I paint you. Oh. During that time, Don's out hooking. Jan pulls up a stool next to the dead body and casually smokes a cigarette, trying to decide what he's going to do with with Alan's body. Well, you have to stop and reflect for a minute. You, you know, got, and you've got a dead body in front of you. You got to take a minute to yeah, to focus. Figure it all out. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. So what's he do? He wraps the body in a blanket and hauls it to the bathroom, puts it in the bathtub, and hunter style puts the feet higher than the head and slits his throat and lets him bleed out. Like a Michigan people. Dead deer. (laughs) 
During this time, he hears a noise downstairs. At first thinks it's Dawn. Realizes it's not Dawn. He closes the bathroom door real quietly and hides out in there. It's another guy who has come to his home <laughs> with a baseball bat looking for what? a $20 debt owed. What is with the baseball bat? I don't know. I mean, we all have them. Uh, there's right one next right the next door. to you. Not there really oh my god, is. it's right here. I told you it was moved. He kind of looks around. The door was open, and there's a lit cigarette going on. And I think he was kind of like, Yeah, this isn't worth the 20 bucks. I'm out. So yeah. he left. Yeah. And there's a dead body upstairs in the bathtub that he had no idea about. Oh. The guy leaves. Fry grabs the car keys, and he goes to find Dawn. Oh, he knows right where she is. Apparently. But, yeah, the whores all stand on the same and, corner. You know, they've got their hangouts. <laughs> and after he finds Dawn, they go to their drug dealer, and they load up on some cocaine and heroin. And oh. this is when John decides, I know what I'm going to do with the body. I've got this. Mm-hmm. I'm coked up. My brain is working on top efficiency mode. So he apparently decides to just start dismembering the thing or getting some help to do it? Uh, okay. Here? There's a different story in this situation. Mm-hmm. He says she was sitting on the toilet watching him do it. She says she was out hooking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But let's talk about what he used to dismember this gentleman with. Oh my god. 80s Extraordinaire commercial. It, if it you was, watched TV in the 80s, you saw this commercial. It was the classic ginseng knife. You know, are they even still around? I'm, uh, I'm they've sure gotta of be it. Around, they're probably they like forever, the and they never get on dull. TV thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you can, can cut, cut through, cans. Yeah, you that can cut through. That ham's beer can you're drinking just, right now? Don't judge me. <laughs> we could just. Cut you can cut through that with a ginseng knife and then slice a tomato like it's butter. Perfect for like cutting a up a dead knife body. Through butter. Perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it should be a commercial for ginseng in oh, a in be. a Dexter episode. <laughs> that would be fan fucking tastic. Oh. Before before he uh, grabbed the ginseng, he loaded up with a speedball. Do you know what that oh. is? Uh. You have to refresh my memory. I know you explained it to me earlier, but... Um. Speedball is heroin and cocaine in a needle, and he booted himself up. Okay. Yep. So he had all kinds of power to go behind that sharp ginseng knife to dismember the body with. After that, of course, they had more cocaine to do, and he hops in his car with all of these body parts in different bags. So and they... Hops <laughs> on the I-75. I-75 in Auburn Hills, which is really close to where I used to live. I I know that that whole stretch. They found a portion of his Hills. leg on that stretch yep. in July. Yep. I'm cruising north, and I look to the right, and hey, there's a leg. What is that? There's a trash bag or something. I you know. I don't like know. Something Somebody serious. found something. This is horrible. They found Alan's head, hands, and his feet. Not near, <laughs> near a cabin about 10 miles north of Petoskey. We're both very, very familiar, familiar with, with Petoskey and yeah. Charla Vegas. Family, shout out. 
So Brian Spence were arrested. Yeah. This is when Jan, the wife, is called in to talk with Inspector Gail Hill. At this point, Jan doesn't realize how much the cops already know. They already have found body parts. Mm -hmm. So they tell Jan what's up and that her husband's dead and that um, they didn't really tell her this, but at this point they had realized, you know, Fry had bragged about his intentions and, you know, basically left a trail that any asshead could follow. Mm -hmm. So media was extremely intrusive during this whole As they are. They still are. I mean... They were at the morgue, very insensitive to Jan. Okay, they went to the funeral. That's just over... Oh, yeah. That's overstepping. So two years later, Jan left Michigan to start a new life. A redacted life, she... Yeah. She actually calls it a redacted exactly. life. She just, I don't blame her. She just changed her name, moved out of state, uh, got married, had a couple kids, and just tried to live a different life. Mm-hmm. At some point, though, it did kind of catch up with her. I'm sure it was always in her background. With the encouragement of a psychologist, decided she's going to move back to Michigan and confront everything that had happened. That's tough stuff. I, I don't think I would. Nope. I'd be like, screw nope. you guys. Nope. I'm out. Nope. I'd be in. Mm-hmm. I'd be I in like Michigan, Spain. But, Fuck mm, that. Yeah, no, no, because people, everybody gave her a hard time. She needed someone just to be by her side, but people didn't understand why, how she didn't know about this double life, and family was judging her, and yeah. the whole kit and caboodle with the media and people not getting it. Oh, and and that's for a whole other additional it's episode. It's, you know the the why and the understanding of all that stuff. She yeah. thought everything was normal. I mean, I know. He, yeah, I get that. he was good at hiding it. Yeah. It's crazy. During trial, prosecution alleged it was an extortion attempt gone bad. I don't believe that bullshit because both parties were highly involved in both ways of trading money and sex and everything. Yep. Lucky actually told Jan later on for her book he said why would i kill the goose that laid the golden egg he because told you're a dipshit <laughs> you dipshit because he's a drug addict mm-hmm. he had said that he exploded because al pushed him during an argument like pushed him a little too far reasons for the argument were different don says it was over money Fry says it was because he wanted don to quit drugs and alan wanted her to be dependent on drugs. Blah, 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 blah. 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 Anyway, yeah, so lies, Fry was lies, convicted. Fry was convicted of first-degree murder. <sighs> Since the life in prison. And he died in 1995. Well, Dawn was only charged with dismemberment and gave probation. She didn't spend a day in jail. I know. So you can chop up a body and help With a ginseng it. knife. Yes, and scattered and across Michigan. You and can whore yourself out and yeah. get a new house and a new car. Yeah. She must have really pretty eyes. <laughs> this I is, don't get it either. Why did she not get fucking I charged? I don't know. It's ridiculous. You know what's worse? What? She still lives in Michigan, and I oh. don't want to know where because I didn't look it up, and I guess she deserves a second life, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Good. in my opinion, no. You should have spent some time in jail, and then you get your second fucking life. Yeah, it's 
crazy though. But apparently so, she's been drug free for years and has some children. Yeah. And yeah. She's oh. living the dream. Good for her. Jan, in the meantime, came back to Michigan, wrote a book called Conflicted Grief. Mm-hmm. I listened to Jan on a podcast called Grief Out Loud. Oh. And this is, I'm definitely going to listen to this podcast. I've dealt with a few deaths, although not murders, but a few deaths in the past years. And Jan's just amazingly strong now. She's confronting it, and she's doing what she has to do to move on. I feel bad for her. But, uh, who what wouldn't? a mess. Who wouldn't? She has she's no... She's the real victim here. Totally oh. the real victim. Alan, I'm sorry that you died, Alan, but you, you were playing in the pile of shit. Jan was innocent. She didn't know... And she's the one who gets hung by the freaking toes, and everybody makes her look bad. She didn't fucking do a shit. Exactly right. But try to become a good person. Mm -hmm. So, Jan wrote this book called Conflicted Grief. Please look it up and read it. It's fantastic. We found a lot of the information from Lowell Caulfield. He is the original reporter from the Detroit News. Oh, he wrote a book, too. He did. That's great. And he has a couple of, uh, there's a website where he, he just details the shit. He knows every detail of this murder. And weird love triangle, sugar daddy, gone wrong story that happened in Gross Point, Detroit, Michigan. Oh, it's all a mess. It's a mess. I found the goofiest side note on this. Oh, my goodness. That yes. has nothing to do with so. murder. <laughs> Or music. So, the homicide inspector... His Remember name is, Gil Hill? Gil Hill. Who called Jan down to the place to yeah. give her the unfortunate news, right? Yeah. Yep. First of all, I like Gil Hill's name because it, it rhymes. And what, what were his parents thinking? I don't know. They, you know With one every of them might child have been Dr. I Sue. had, I looked at their names. I looked oh, at, you got to think about, you know, I looked Richard, at their initials. Dick. The, you know, Harry. Elliot got... Elliot. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. But the other guys, Richard, Dick, and Harry. So, anyway, <laughs> Inspector Gil Hill. This is weird. He, is he was so... he was an actor in Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. I don't know which character he played. I don't either, and I did not take the time to look into it. But because was, yeah, all I've been doing is there. fucking with audio problems. <laughs> I didn't have time to research that shit because of audio problems. We got to figure it out. I want to know if he plays a cop in Beverly Hills Cop. Is it just a cop playing a cop? We didn't have audio problems. What? What are you talking about? We didn't record this ten times. I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, in a couple weeks, you guys, we're going to Chicago, and we're staying at this old, old, old hotel, which I'm not going to tell you the name of right now. Because someone's going to stalk us and probably pop a cap in our asses. Shanka. I mean, caps oh, in yeah. our asses. Oh, yeah. We take our first trip out of state to the largest murder capital of the world. <laughs> of the world? Is I, don't really? I don't know. It's at least of the states. So what kind of happy ending do we have? Happy, happy, happy. So we have a fantastic happy, happy, happy. band. Out of Detroit. 
Detroit. Yep. Uh, band called Twist and Tarantulas. I don't like spiders, but Pistol Pete can. Pistol take, Pete is a fantastic. He can twist the shit out of those tarantulas. They're a rockabilly slash psychabilly band. And They're good. He's they, been around for a while. Oh yeah, I've seen them several times. So it's Pistol Pete on the upright bass and vocals. And vocals. You should see this guy play. It's fantastic. But anyway, so. There's uh, on lead guitar and backing vocals, Carl Bradychuk. And on drums, this is the greatest name. I don't know if he made up his last name, and I uh, hope he didn't, but it's fan-fucking-tastic. Nick Macho Morocco. Yeah. Macho Morocco on drums. So they're going to be playing at the Otis Supply. Time out. Doesn't that sound like a feed store? Oh, I think it might be. Do they even have feed stores in Detroit? Uh, Are there cows in Detroit? Uh, you have no idea, do you? I know. Yes. <laughs> it all exists. So, but that's in Ferndale. Ferndale, Michigan. Yep. In but May. But you can also catch them quite often. Well, that About once quite a often. year. Yeah. In Grand Rapids. At the Tip Top Deluxe. So yeah, we've seen them there. Tip Top D, West Side. We've a few different places here in Grand Rapids. Fair City. Where, if if we wanted to book them, where would we reach them? Oh, we'd reach them. You can find Twist and Tarantulas. This is booking info. It's called info at twistandtarantulas.com. If you can't figure that out. It's just like it sounds. Twistandtarantulas.com. And book them. Book them for your local gig. They will not disappoint you. They won't. Oh, my God. High energy. Yeah. Uh, This has been Michigan Murders and Music. Don't forget to check out Murder Party. They get us pumped up before we start recording 20 times for one episode. And Bandcamp Local Music. We'll be seeing you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You guys rock. And here's the Twist and Tarantulas. Peace out. Mr. Boot. Yes. You got your pipe ready? Yeah, time to relax. Do you want anything green? Believe
name is Rabbi Lee. 